Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. Joe, I don't even know why I announce us as hosts <laughs> because it's the same people every damn week. But here we are, uh, ready to go. We are sponsored because we have to pay the bills. This week we are sponsored by Lalo Tactical, www.lalo.com. Don't let the tactical name throw you. They also make great athletic shoes and footwear. You can get the best boots, the best shoes. Just simply head over to the website. Use the code Maximus20 for a discount. Also, Nitor Performance, N-I-T-O-R, performance.com for the very best in protein. It's the best protein I've ever used. Uh, I loved it. Joe, you're on the Nitor train. I am. Pretty hardcore lately. Use the code Maximus Podcast. Get yourself a big discount. Now that the bills are paid, uh, and, and coincidentally, Joe, I put some effort into that. You did. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, think, I, I planned it. I think that's the first one I got on the first take. <laughs> this is true. That was probably the best one we've done. <laughs> you know, but I, I, put, I put a little bit of effort into it. And what a coincidence, because today in the podcast, we are talking about effort. So, uh, Joe, I've had a few conversations with people, and I think I told you this earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. So you guys know the background of the podcast. Joe and I talk a lot on the phone. Um, I harass him continuously on the phone. Non-stop. You probably get six to eight balls from me a day, just <laughs> spouting off all kinds of random bullshit. And, and you're a sport to put up with it, Joe. I'm sure you curse and <laughs> uh, put me on block sometimes, but it, you know it happens. But one of the things I was uh, bitching about today was a couple of conversations I've had with people about their perceived effort. Mm-hmm. This is really – it, it's really a big thing, in, especially in, in training because everybody thinks they're working to a certain level. Uh, and when you go back and actually kind of analyze what they're doing, they're usually not where they think they are. No, and it's a problem because people are actually pissed with the result, right? Yeah, yeah. They come to me for advice on Instagram because I think I have a pretty – pretty dope Instagram account. I'm pretty yeah. dope social media. Um, <laughs> they come to me. Do you like that word, Joe? It's I my, do. New, my new thing. <laughs> We're bringing it back. We're bringing it back. You know, what, you know what else I want to bring back? I want to bring back choice. It's a choice, choice. I like Instagram. that too. <laughs> yep. But I have a pretty dope Instagram. So they come to me for Instagram advice. I, I seem to have a really good relationship with my wife. They come to me for, for relationship advice. I think I'm pretty good at the working out thing. So they come to me for working out advice. And it's always the same thing. I give people my suggestions and all I hear is, yeah, but yeah, that Mm -hmm. won't work for me because I tried this and it didn't work. Yeah, but I don't. It's constant excuses about why they don't want to follow the advice. Right. And a lot of times my advice is you don't put in enough effort and they either don't understand what I'm saying or they don't like to hear that. Yeah, they go right to the defensive. Like it, it, it's kind yep. of when we when we pissed everyone off saying they didn't want it bad enough. It's the same yep. kind of a thing. It just it triggers people. The question is, I mean, what we want to talk about is is, is to try and I guess define what effort is mm-hmm. because people clearly aren't working hard enough. Now, I'm uh, you know, how how do I word this? I believe Joe, certain people are going to have a tougher time than others. Well, yeah. Right. Like there, there is a genetic component to being fit, for mm-hmm. example, uh, in in terms of being good at business. There is a little bit of luck. There is a little bit of being fortunate. Um, you might have the upper hand if you had rich parents that could fund your dream business. Uh, yeah. On the other hand, if you had to put yourself through school and come out of school with a student loan and grind and struggle every step of the way, maybe you're at a little bit of a disadvantage. Like I'm not trying to say everyone's playing with the same deck of cards across the board yeah, because no. that's not true. But I do also believe that with enough effort, anyone can be successful at anything. Yeah. 100%. And I've seen it, right? Yeah. We've, we've seen the person with the worst thyroid problem in the world get really fit. Yes. We've, we've seen a person who's come from absolutely nothing and build themselves up into a multi-million or billion dollar business. Mm-hmm. Like this stuff happens. But I don't think people understand really what effort is. And when you tell people what hard work is, they don't really get it. Right. So to articulate that, we've got some areas uh, of life to discuss um, where, where I think effort is key. And, and hopefully this will paint the picture that we're trying to uh, get across. Yeah, because we, like we like to make this, this podcast not just useful in the gym. I certainly hope it is. But there, there's all aspects of living that we're, we're trying to reach into with this stuff. 
I mean, again, yeah. and I've said it a million times, that that really is the premise of this whole thing, is that what we do in the gym should affect everything else. And and it's usually just a, a simple place for people to learn some of the lessons that they need to apply in the more complex arenas of their life. So the gym is yeah. not a... Uh, 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 we say it's like a laboratory. It's a place for you to experiment, yep. to learn, to grow, and that should have carryover into everything you do. So we'll be talking, you know, about work, relationships, and of course training. But hopefully, you'll be able to kind of wrap your mind around the areas that you're really good, like where your strengths are, and also recognize the areas where maybe you're not putting the effort in on on something that's probably holding you back in another area so these things are all interrelated for sure so the first area joe and and i actually we have an order set but i'm going to go off order sure i want to talk about instagram first simply because this is what the main talk that i was bitching about today yeah centered on right sure. and and this person was asking me instagram advice about why my instagram was good how i got a blue check mark why i had so many followers and and what the secret was, so to speak. And the person was kind of under the illusion that I only had followers or only had a blue check mark or only had a good Instagram following because I was big and jacked. Right. And that's what they kept focusing on. Little, yeah, but little, I don't look like you and I, <laughs> you, you can't do this. It's because you bought your followers, Bobby. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I bought all my followers, my blue check mark, all that stuff. But they couldn't get past <laughs> the fact of, well, I'm not you, so I can't. Mm -hmm. I, I can't do this. And I tried telling this person the amount of work I put into it. Yeah. And he just wasn't getting it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So just as a real life example here, Joe, have you ever looked at that horrible app on your phone? that tells you how much time you spend your screen time app? <laughs> no. <laughs> There's certain okay. bits of data I probably don't need. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't really want to know. So I'm looking right now at my average uh, social media networking time mm -hmm. on my phone. And I'm average three hours and eight minutes a day. Wow. Is what I put on social media. Now, keep in mind, that's work time. Mm -hmm. I don't mess around on Instagram that much. I mean, most of the stuff I do is work related. So this person, of course, we, you know, I brought this up to them. They spend five minutes a day on their Instagram. Mm -hmm. So do you think it's because I'm big and jacked and because I look good and that's why I have a following? Or do you think it's because I work at it three hours a day and you only spend five minutes? I mean, you, you had the benefit of being sort of like a, a UFC OG, right? So people yep. might say, well, you kind of had a celebrity status going into this thing. And, and my guess is that probably doesn't hurt anything. But there's a lot more guys that have your very a very similar background to you that probably had an even better fight record than you ever had that are non-existent on social media. So there but has it, to be something that accounts for that difference. That don't have everything. So based on that, I spent three hours a day on this thing and this guy's spending five minutes. Mm -hmm. He still doesn't understand Oh, it's because you're obsessed, you Bobby, right? You're yeah. just obsessed what are you doing? over it. <laughs> what are you doing for three hours on Instagram? Like, how? What, what, what kind of waste of time is that? Well, let me tell you. I look at my posts. I look at the stats mm -hmm. on my posts. So if you look on Instagram, and I don't know because I'm going to mention this a lot today that I have a blue check mark because it's one of the greatest achievements of my life, just so you know, Joe. But, you know, I do have these stats on my Instagram, these insights that I can look at. Mm -hmm. And I can see all kinds of stuff. I can see profile visits. I can see how many accounts my posts have reached. Mm -hmm. um, I can see how many followers I have, where my followers are from how many posts I had last week versus this week, yep. actions taken from my accounts, uh, my reach, my impressions. I mean, it can get really in-depth yep. if you want to look at the stats. So every post that I post, I go back, I look at the stats, I analyze whether the post worked or not, what time of day that I posted it at, if it reached the audience I wanted to reach, what the end goal of the post was, and if I accomplished that goal. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a lot of work, right? There's a good chunk of time. What else do I do in that three hours? Well, uh, and, and Joe, I know you do all this stuff too. Right. I answer almost every single comment that people make to me. Mm -hmm. 
at the very least interact with it by liking it or touching it some way or reposting it, I answer DMs. I look at other people's Instagram to see what they're doing. If I can get, you know, get tips, I look at other people's comments. I, I pay attention to hashtags. I mean, I remember when we were trying to promote the book, you were looking up Maximus body hashtags and going to all kinds of profiles on the yeah. internet yeah. To, 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 to talk to people. And I know you do that with the Maximus podcast. I mean, this is the work that gets put into it. That's why it takes three hours a day. Yeah. And for for people who just have like a, a regular basic level profile, you probably won't have any of the statistical analysis or and I don't even remember because I haven't had that forever. Um, it might just be very basic. Um, if you see people, especially people who are like actually running a business, they probably have a business profile. So when you go and you look at their their profile, it, it might look a little bit different. You know, they'll have the ability to do like sponsored posts or a, a promoted post, they call them. Um, but that that's how you get access to a lot of that information. So blue check mark or not, you can actually be tracking your your stuff. But there's a different mentality behind it. Because if you're just going on Instagram to like almost Facebook, you know, you're keeping in touch with friends, you're, you're posting pictures, you're having a good time. That's one thing. But if you're trying to build a brand, you're trying to build a business, like you need to be able to kind of peek behind the curtain and see what's actually getting people's attention and, and understanding your audience. I mean, I could have come to Instagram thinking I was talking to middle-aged women, but if you actually go through and you look at my statistics, I mean, there's not a lot of women interacting with my posts, not compared no, to me men. No, me either. You know? I think and, I'm 85, 15. Yeah, that's about men where I'm women, yeah. right? Yeah. But the, 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 the point of all this was, is like that's the amount of work that goes into it. And mm-hmm. You actually had an interesting experience because we started working on your Instagram. I say we, you've done all the work, but you were asking me <laughs> questions and advice. And so people wonder, what, what do we talk about when he calls six hours a day? At least one of those calls has to do with just Instagram, I promise you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But I think you're around 800 or 900 followers. Yeah. And now what are you at? You're close to 4,000. Uh, yeah, uh, 3,300 right now. Your profile looks way better. Mm-hmm. The content's better. You've actually started to monetize off your Instagram. Yep. And and by that I mean people are calling you for personal training. Uh, you're you're getting sponsorship opportunities. There's all kinds mm-hmm. of things happening. But there was a major major switch in terms of how you behaved. Yeah, and I think if if somebody takes the time and they just want to flip back through my Instagram, you can actually see a visual change in the in the feed and. There's probably two or three different times if you go back over the last, I don't know, two or three years where that is very evident just by glancing at it. And just by flipping yep. through, you can kind of see uh, what the pictures look like, um, the amount of like text that I use that's all very deeply thought out and tested and tried and true. Um, and, and it is kind of interesting to see that evolution. If you want a real good time, you got to flip all the way back on Bobby's feed to where he was taking like pictures of his garden and stuff. Yeah, like <laughs> way back in the day, like just just random stuff, right? But the yeah. point is, you started paying attention to all your posts. Yeah, you started. I guess the TV term or the movie term, you started storyboarding things. Yep. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you actually put the effort in. What's the goal of this post? Why should somebody read it? How long should the post be? What should the artwork in the post be? What kind of picture am I going to choose? Stuff that, frankly, before you weren't that discriminate with. Right. Yeah. It's just like, oh, here's a fun picture from the gym and you would post it. And now now it's like, nope, nope. On certain days, I kind of post certain things. Um, I have different ideas for content that are just kind of floating around. And, and, and I actually have to put some effort into producing that. You know, like my, my motivation Monday, those are not off the cuff. Those are usually planned well in advance, yep. you know, um, constantly thinking about stuff. Sometimes yeah. talk about stuff. You'd be like, well, that's a great idea for a post. Mm-hmm. I'm going to write that down. I mean, there's a lot of planning that goes into it. And the point is a lot of people think it's literally, yes, snap one picture, throw it up without running it through a filter or looking at it or visually yeah. analyzing it and just putting whatever quote or whatever shit comes out of your brain on the page and you're done and you move on. Yeah, yeah. Well, if that's what you do, you're not going to be that successful at it. No. There's got to be a lot more work that goes into it than just that. I always talk to people who are these so-called influencers, and I hate calling myself that because I think the term is kind of funny. Yeah. But it's like people are like, I desperately want a bigger following. Do you answer everybody's comments? No. 
you don't want a bigger following that bad. Why don't you at least – that's like the low-hanging fruit, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Answer all your comments. Answer all your Twitters. Answer all your DMs. Like it's not – it takes time. Well, but and the, that's, the, but the way talking that, about effort. The way the platform works, like if you're not interacting with people, you're not getting in front of people. You know, so the the way that they, they call them the algorithms, right? Like how do you get your yep. post in front of tons of other people? Well, you interact with tons of other people. That's for you sure. Know, you you tag people. You you post on other people's feeds. You yep. know, like you 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 have to be using it and engaged in it, and it rewards you for that. And that's again part of why it, you have to spend a decent amount of time to grow a following on social media is because besides doing all the analytical stuff, besides doing all the creative stuff, you actually just have to get in and use the thing. Yeah, but again, if you're not growing, it's not your fault. Right. You didn't, you know, it, it can't be the effort you put in. It can't be that these people spend time on it. I mean, there are people, Joe, who made businesses off running other people's Instagrams. Yeah, hundred percent. And, and they make a, they make good money doing it. I know some of these people. <laughs> yeah, because they're willing to put effort in where you're not. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole so industry around running your social media, and especially on multiple platforms, and especially with new platforms coming out all the time. Yeah, like, are you paying attention to this stuff? So that's mm -hmm. kind of a talk that, that started this all, um, this person who wants more followers. And so I left that talk, and I have very little faith they're going to follow the advice that I gave them, <laughs> by the way. Just so you're aware, because they couldn't wrap their head around putting that much work into something. Yeah, but yet yeah. they'll complain to everybody who will listen, mm -hmm. how it's unfair they don't have a following, and how people don't like their content, and blah, blah, blah. So the next kind of area that I've talked to a lot of people about is work and getting promotions. Right, right. Because that's, that's ideally right? – everyone wants to get promoted at work. Yeah. I'm assuming that no one's really happy with where they are in their job. And maybe you can say you're happy, but you wouldn't mind a raise. Yeah. I mean you can, you you can, mind you, a you can find happiness in the job that you have, but you're always looking yep. for growth. Right, you're always oh, looking absolutely. for a bigger paycheck, a better office, uh, maybe maybe more responsibility, maybe less, just kind of depending on on the field you're in. But you're always looking yep. for the opportunity to grow. If you just got stuck in the same job at the same pay for your entire life, you'd you'd very unlikely find a lot of joy oh. in your job. And people want fulfillment. I mean, people yeah. leave their career three to four times yeah. over the course of their life and, and, and do something else. But it's funny. How when people are stuck at work, the negative talk comes out. Mm -hmm. They talk negatively about other people. They make excuses. One of my favorite is, well, the boss just likes Joe better than me. <laughs> uh. Really? That's why Joe got a promotion and you didn't. Well, yeah, they're, they're, they're playing favorites. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, what time, what time do you show up at work? Well, I start at nine and show up at nine. Okay. I'm done at five and I leave at four fifty every day. Mm -hmm. Okay. But Joe shows up at eight o'clock every day an hour early and leaves an hour late every night. You think that influenced the boss's liking of him at or, all? Or whatsoever? more more importantly, like Joe hit his sales goals for the last six yes. quarters in a row and you haven't. So You haven't hit one. Yeah. Okay. I, I guess you're putting in a lot of effort. And the point here, Joe, is a lot of people do the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. Like you're hired to do – it's kind of that union mentality. Right. And I'm not for or against unions. I think in certain cases they can really work and protect the worker. Mm -hmm. I think in other places they hold people back. But yeah. regardless of, of what you believe in it, it's kind of that union mentality of if I work from nine to five, I am not going to spend one more goddamn minute at this place that I have to. Yeah. Here's my I'm written job up. description and I will only do per the letter of what's written on that job description and nothing I else. Stick into it. If I yeah. walk by – an empty bottle or an empty soda can in the parking lot. I'm not picking that shit up. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's... not part of my job. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not going to help with other things. I'm not going to, you know, it's funny. You are working at a, at a, at a, at a company with an office and there's like a loading dock, right? Yeah. And, uh, you see a person struggling in the rain to unload the truck, but you're an office worker. Are you really going to go help them unload the truck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're going to walk by and watch him struggle and go right up to your office. Yeah. 
Are you really going to spend the extra time going to the company gatherings? Yeah. yeah. Are you going to like work hard at, 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 at your lunch hour to communicate with other people in the company? Or are you going to hop oh, on your this, phone? And- this mentality is so bad, especially in law enforcement. I mean, trying yep. trying to get a bunch of people who <laughs> they, they get into it for the right reasons, right? Like you've got a, a group of cops and you're like, hey, you guys need to be going to the range every week. And they're like, yeah, not on my dime. Nope. Not, not with my time. I want to do it on the clock and I want the city to pay for it or I'm not going. And it's like it's only going to help you. You know, like it's only going to help you individually at your job. You should probably go. No, not unless it's on the clock. That's work related. That's the thing, Joe. But then people complain about how they're not getting ahead. You've got to do more than just the bare minimum. Exactly. So what I'd recommend at work, like try showing up a little bit early. Try leaving a little late. Try taking, uh, partaking in company events. Mm-hmm. Like I get it sucks to go to the barbecue at lunch or it, it sucks to go for drinks after work or it, it sucks to go on a Saturday to the company outing. But you don't think that stuff matters? Well, like think, showing you're a part of company culture? No, think about what we just said with with Instagram, right? Instagram rewards you for being engaged with the app, right? For yep. being engaged with other people's stuff, for doing more than just showing up, posting, and leaving. So work, by its nature, will reward you for doing more than just the bare minimum, right? If you yep. engage in your job, if you talk to the bosses, if you look for opportunities to do other things, it gives you like the the – it's fertile soil for opportunity to grow. You know, if you work yeah. in the accounting department, but you're really interested in sales and they start noticing that you you perk up and you're listening when they're talking sales, you know, when opportunities to do things with salespeople shows up and you're signing up for that stuff, then all of a sudden you may have an opportunity in another department you never would have had if you just showed up, did your job and kept your head down the whole time. No. And it, it could be as simple, Joe, as even in the lunchroom for an hour, rather than sitting by yourself and playing on your phone, mm-hmm. maybe you go talk to people in there you don't know. Yeah, yeah. Hey, excuse me. My name's, uh, you know, my name's Joe Sabula. Uh, you know, really nice to meet you. I've worked here for four years. I don't believe we've spoken before. What's your name? What do you do? Mm-hmm. You don't think it helps you to know people in various departments all over your office building. (laughs) Think about, there's, there's a guy like that in every office, right? He just knows everybody in every department. And if you need to get something done, you go talk to that guy and he'll get it in. That's the one you want. That's being connected. But Joe, that's too much work because it's your hour off and God forbid you have to work for that hour. You know what I mean? When you're supposed to be getting paid rather than try to get ahead. Again, it's effort. You have to put that effort in to make that happen, right? Yep. And, and, well, and we, we, this was the phrase I used earlier. There's a big difference between being busy and being a busybody, right? Yep. Like you're just showing up at work and doing everything you can to look busy, but what are you actually getting done? You know, are you oh. actually like moving forward towards specific goals or are you just kind of spinning your wheels in the mud? Taking 20-minute bathroom breaks and playing on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever noticed at work that they block internet access to certain sites? <laughs> yes. Like Facebook, Scott. They do that for a reason because people fuck around all day. Mm-hmm. And then it's these same people that complain that they're not getting ahead at work. Yeah. yeah. Or these same people that will say, oh, our sales quotas are unfair. Mm-hmm. How many people did you call yesterday? How many did you call the, the, the day before? It's actually funny, Joe, when you talk about the summertime. I think we're socialized because of our school system to think that it's okay to be lazy in the summer. Right. Yeah. Because you work, you work all year in school and then you have the summer off. And you said something earlier uh, today when we were talking, it's almost like education no longer becomes a priority. Yeah. Like education's important. It's something you should do. You should learn every day. You should, but not in the summer. Yeah. The summer you're going to take off and we're just not going to educate ourselves at all. Yeah, yeah. That sets kind of a dangerous precedent. Like I even see it in my 10-year-old. He thinks the summer is lazy time. Yeah. Like I don't have to go to school. (laughs) I don't have to wake up early anymore. I can stay up as late as I want. I have no responsibilities. What's going to happen when he's 30 and he's in a job? How many many people, Bobby, put their gym membership on hold during the summer? Oh, everybody? Everybody, right? 
Being fit is very, very important. It's my most important thing. Like I've got these these big goals I need to hit, and I have to be able to stay fit well into my my old age so I can avoid the nursing home, except when school's out. <laughs> then it's not important at all anymore. Doesn't right? matter because it's the summer. Yeah. Think about the work goals. You know, it's actually funny because I do work with corporate type people. Mm-hmm. It's funny what happens in the summer. You go away for vacation, you mess around, you show up to work late, you leave the office early, you start playing golf, you, you start doing all these other things. And then what happens? September, October hit. Yeah. And you realize at the end of the business quarter, whatever it is, is December 1st, mm-hmm. and you are nowhere near your year-end goals. Yeah, yeah. So now you have to spend October and November working like a dog, working 16 hours uh-huh. a day to try and make up for the three months of the summer that you took off. Well, that's Gary V's whole thing, right? The summer. G- Gary V goes on about uh, August being his busy month. Because of yep. exactly that. He's like, literally everyone else is slacking. Everyone else is taking vacation. And he would rather put his nose at the grindstone and get a whole bunch of stuff done because he'll be ahead going into the last quarter. And I, yeah, I love that mentality. Yeah, let it go. I mean, think, it it, think about it as a, as a fighter, right? If you can go into the last round and you're way up on points, boy, that takes the stress off, right? Yep. And so you got to go into August just swinging. So I love that mentality. Well, the other thing, too, is you hear people all the time who run their own business. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, Joe, the successful businesses, people live there. Yeah, yeah. They're working 24-7, 365. I'm not saying it's a life that I would want, but it's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. You have to be prepared to you're turning on the lights early in the morning. You're shutting off the lights late at night. You've got your hand in every aspect of that company or that business. Oh, when I when I owned the gym, I mean, I was in there scrubbing toilets, right? And loving yep. it. <laughs> I don't want anybody to think I don't have a clean toilet, right? Like these got to be spick and span. But you get these other people, Joe, that run a business and they play golf every day. Yeah. And this is very common, by the way. So their business closes down or goes bankrupt. And you know what they blame it on? The recession. Yeah. (laughs) They blame it on their supplier. They blame it on the economy. They blame it on all these other things. They blame it on tariffs. They blame it on, I mean, whatever Mm -hmm. they can come up. But you don't think it had to do with the fact that you play golf three to four days a week? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Golf golf is golf is networking. Well, I'm glad you networked with the same four people day <laughs> after day after okay. day after day after day. Listen, Bobby, my, my dad built his entire career around the game of golf and he was not a professional golfer. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so a lot of business can get done on the golf course, but you want to know what my dad also did? Is he put what? effort into that. So, yes, he got to go out to the golf course, but, yes, business was getting done. He wasn't just going out there having the three-martini lunch and, quote-unquote, networking, right? Yep. He was out there signing business deals. He was out there making connections, negotiating contracts. He was a sales guy. And and yeah. that, that was the way that he did business, and the people that he did business with, that was the way they wanted business done. So I'm not saying you can't go out and play golf and get work done. But it's very different than when he went out on the weekend and just played golf, like him and my mom just enjoying it. Yeah, with you know? his buddies, right? Exactly. Or, or or with your mom. like. But that's a real thing. Just because you're going golfing doesn't make you're working. Yeah. And by the way, just because you're showing up at the office doesn't mean you're working either. Well, and even if you are networking, maybe you literally know everybody in the field. Well, great. That doesn't mean that work is getting done. That doesn't yeah. mean that sales are, are you know, there's there, there may be no income coming in. Knowing people doesn't pay the bills. Well, you've got to tie it, right? I'm going to assume if you're golfing for a year and you haven't made one sale, maybe you shouldn't golf anymore. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right? Sign one contract. Yeah. Uh, a, a, another area where this happens, relationships. Oh, uh, yes. So, Joe, it's actually funny. I'll tell you a story about a cop I worked with. Um, you know, we used to have rotating partners in the Toronto Police Service. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, was, I was riding with somebody and they were going through a divorce. And listen, being married to a cop is not easy. Right. You're married to a person that's used to shift work. You get it. A person that's not in bed for seven nights in a row. A person who's working midnights, a person who's getting jammed up on overtime, a person who's not necessarily always home for Christmas or the holidays. It's not easy. And he was going through a divorce and was just livid with his wife. His wife was essentially leaving because she was fed up and tired of it. Mm-hmm. 
and she was a traitor and she was disloyal and, and blah, 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 blah. And I just asked him, I said, have you been working on your marriage? What's that supposed to mean, McDonald? McDonald's my government name. It's what people call me when they know me. Um, I go, well, how much effort have you put in? Well, I put in tons of effort. Okay, well, what are her complaints? That I don't spend enough time at home with her, that I don't see the kids enough, that I don't. Okay, well, let's, let's go over that. Why don't you spend enough time with her? Well, because I work all the time. Listen, man, I'll be honest with you. And I'm not going to name his name. I'll be honest with you. You also drink after every shift with the guys. Mm-hmm. So you say you spend a lot of time with her, but those two or three hours you go drinking after every shift with your buddies, you don't think she'd appreciate if you came home one of those or two of those? Mm-hmm. Maybe if you got home to see your kids then? Well, I, I guess I could do that. And uh, what about instead of parking your cruiser and eating your lunch by yourself or doing nothing or walking around the mall and looking at girls or whatever you do, why don't you go to your kid's school and pick them up for lunch? When's the last time you sent your wife flowers? Mm -hmm. When's the last time when you knew you weren't going to be home for seven days that you just left her a note? Yeah. When's the last time you called on the way home from work? to ask her if she needed anything on the way home. And I get it. Nobody's perfect and we all get comfortable. But if you want to talk about effort across the board, how much effort have you really put into this relationship? Mm -hmm. I see you playing on your phone all the time at work. I see you calling your buddies. I see you watching ESPN, whatever it is. Why don't you call her for 20 minutes? You don't think that would make a difference? Nope, 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 nope. Anyway, we had a long talk. Turns out he comes to me three weeks later. He apologized to his wife, laid out all those things he'd done wrong, and they, <laughs> they reconciled. But That's beautiful. he really thought he was putting in work. Yeah. It's like, well, no wonder like she's getting a divorce. You don't pay attention to her. Mm-hmm. And listen, stuff that works both ways. I'm sure his wife wasn't perfect either. Right. Like I'm sure there were times that he – Went home and and she could have made him dinner, but she didn't because she was tired. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there was times that he got home and she was busy with something and she didn't make time. It's not always just one person's fault. But the reason I tell that story is because you're going to look through a very particular lens how you've been wrong. But how much effort have you really put into it? Yeah, I had a a really, really good piece of advice from a, a dear friend ages and ages ago when it came to marriage. Uh, and he had been through, I don't know, three or four of them. So I consider him an expert. Uh, <laughs> and he had said, everybody Fair goes enough. everybody goes into a marriage thinking that it's going to be 50-50. You're going to put yep. in 50% of the effort. They're going to put in 50% of the effort. And, and it's going to work. But realistically, it's 70-70. He said, yep. you're always going to feel like you're putting in a little bit more work than the other person. And if you go into it thinking that that person is worth that extra effort, you'll probably be okay. And I yeah. like I like that because it is it's like, yeah, you're not just gonna fall into this relationship and then say the vows and then everything's gonna be peachy after that. Like you have to continue to work at it. You know, my wife and I, we just passed seven years uh last month and we're still working on our relationship. Yep. You know, like it's it's important to us. You know, we're still trying to figure it all out. Hey, we've made it this far, great. You know, but I wanna go the distance. So. Yeah, and it's not always going to be perfect. That's mm-hmm. not what we're saying. It's just like examine how much effort you're actually putting into it because you may not be putting the effort you think you are. Mm-hmm. And it's important to, to, to quantify that in some in some regard, right? Yeah. So the same, you know, we talked about work. We talked about Instagram and in talking about relationships, like like you said, you feel like you're putting in effort, but when you actually sit back and write down, well, what efforts are you actually putting in and what opportunities for more effort are before you, you start to you know figure out what you value. Yeah. If this relationship is valuable to you, you should be able to do all these other things that you haven't done. Maybe you know? maybe it's as simple, Joe, as putting your phone down at 8 o'clock at night. Yeah. Like that's one of the things we do at our house. We put our phones away. Mm-hmm. So we can spend quality time together. You'd be shocked how far a half hour, an hour of quality time goes. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it's, it's important. Um, 
the next one and the final one we'll talk about is fitness because this is where we really shine. Uh, and people aren't fit. I put up a post yesterday. Now, obviously, it's not yesterday in, in podcasting time because this is going to be released <laughs> some date in the future. But yesterday was Labor Day for me. Mm-hmm. What did you do on Labor Day? Well, I went on the boat. I drank. I ate bad food. I treated my body like an amusement park all day. <laughs> I woke up hungover Tuesday, so I didn't work out then either. Mm-hmm. Wow, but you say you put in effort, huh? When's the last time you worked out on a Sunday? Never. I never work out on Sunday. Sunday's a rest day. Well, Joe, if you start counting every single holiday and every Sunday, you might miss 100 days a year. Yeah. How long was your transformation? Three months? Yep, 12 weeks. So in 90, 90 days, right? Pretty yep. much. It works up to a little less the way the months mm-hmm. work. But 100 days you're willing to miss for no good reason. Yet you think you put in effort. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, the other one that drives me nuts is these people that hop on TRT. Mm-hmm. This is something that drives. So there's there's so many things here. First of all, you cannot get mad at an athlete for using steroids if you're on <laughs> TRT. It's the same fucking thing. Yes. Yes. I don't give a shit that it came from your doctor. You're doing the same shit. Yes. Now, there are people and if you're listening before you get all offended and break out your computer because you're going to send Bobby Maximus an email because he's <laughs> hurt your feelings, there are certain thyroid disorders. There are certain blood disorders where people need TRT, Yes, where it's a medical intervention. But by the way, that's a very, 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 very minuscule percent of the population. Yes. Most people have low T because they don't sleep, they eat too much sugar, they don't work out, and they have too much stress in their lives. Yeah, think think but, about it from this this standpoint, all right? If you're you're spending, you know, an hour a day at the gym training hard, you're eating clean. Like your nutrition could not possibly be dialed in more. You are sleeping like the dead. You are getting eight straight every night. You're managing your stress and everything else in your life is lined up and you're still low T, you probably need some therapy. If yeah, all of those other things are a complete shitty mess, you have to start with that first. Let me add one thing to that though, Joe. Mm-hmm. Have you tried any natural supplementation? Yeah. Have you taken an adrenal supplement? Have you taken any herbs? Have you done it the right way? You know, maybe what they ought to try is getting into the right pair of shoes. Yes. Lalo Tactical guaranteed to increase your – hold on. I'm bringing up the study that Stanford did. Um, <laughs> give one second here. This was just emailed for me. It's hot off the press. Okay. Here we are. 31.97432 repeating, of course, percent. It will increase your testosterone. I think Simply that's – Simply buying that's, a pair of Lalo shoes. That's very similar to the effect you get from chopping wood, by the way. <laughs> yes, exactly. In a In a flannel shirt with a beard. But <laughs> – you can go to www.lalo.com, get yourself a pair of shoes, and then you can increase your testosterone to that number. I'm not going to pull it up again. I already closed it <laughs> on my computer. Um, but you can increase it to that number. Use the code Maximus 20 Get yourself a discount. Um, also, Nidor Protein. Nidor Protein will do the same thing. Yep. So if shoes aren't your thing, maybe you're one of these people that believes in the whole barefoot movement because you're like paleo man. Mm-hmm. You're going back to the caveman lifestyle. Then just take some night or protein. Go to night or performance, N I T O R performance.com. Put in the code Maximus Podcast and get yourself some protein, now, and I, all your trouble will go away. I heard, I don't know that this is true, but it has been said to me that night or sources their protein from bull sharks. So I'm pretty sure it's good stuff. With gear antler velvet. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. Right? But, but, but seriously, Joe, people – okay, this has got to be better. Isn't there a spray that you can take from velvet that turns you – I'm being serious right now. I'm going to Google this. I think there's a thing. Quick story, uh, quick aside. So I'm, I'm living in South Korea years ago. Uh, and it comes out in conversation. Uh, somebody was asking, well, I'm an American. Do you have guns? I said, I, I have several. Uh, you know, I've got a, a hunting rifle, a shotgun, a twenty two, and they said, oh, or do you, do you hunt? I said, Obviously, if I have a hunting rifle, I hunt. And they said, you hunt deer? I said, yes, I, I, I hunt deer. And they said, you should bring some antlers when you come back. 
And I was like, why? They said, oh, they make a, it's, it's a deer antler soup. And I was like, that's, you make a soup out of it? And they said, yes, it's very good for men's health. And so I said, oh, that's interesting. What's, uh, what's in the soup that makes it good for men's health? Like, is it a testosterone booster? You know, it's what I'm thinking, but I just asked what, what, what's in it that's good for men. And they said, deer antlers. Well, I'm, I'm looking at WebMD. How does it work? It contains multiple substances, including the female sex hormones, estrone and estradiol. It contains substances where it may help uh, cell growth and function. Hmm. Early research shows that taking deer velvet extract or powder does not improve strength in males. However, it might improve endurance by a small amount. Early research shows that deer velvet powder does not improve sexual function or desire in men. There's also insufficient evidence for acne, asthma, cancer, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. So basically it does nothing, Joe. Uh, well, I just stumbled across an article in my own research that says uh, Ray Lewis was publicly scrutinized after being accused <laughs> allegedly using deer antler spray to recover from a torn tricep. So apparently Ray Lewis is all about it. Oh, my gosh. This is too much. Oh, but... According to Bucked Up, which is a supplement company who yes. happens to sell deer velvet antlers <laughs> or deer antler velvets, they disagree with the WebMD. They say, have you been searching for a supplement that can help you elevate your workouts and physical performance to the next level? Perhaps you've considered using deer antler velvet but really isn't sure if it's for you. Blah, 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 blah. You're going to fuck like a stud, lift all the weights, father thousands of children like Genghis Khan. Fucking hell, man. I'm, I'm ready to order this shit. The more I'm looking into this, the more funny this actually is. All the supplement makers are saying, oh, no, 40 to 50 percent of all MLB and NFL players are purchasing this stuff. <laughs> Okay, so back, Although, back independent to studies say ten to twenty, but okay, you know, whatever. <laughs> I just I just want to father as many children as Genghis Khan. That would be a great thing, I guess. You know, by thousands of different women. Like if that if you get the deer velvet, it's on. Yeah, there you go. Now, you know, chicks, chicks love deer velvet. You better you better tell better tell your daughters and your wives to stay away from anyone with deer velvet animals. Holy shit. Oh. All right. And anything's uh, better so, than putting the work in, Bobby. Come on. <laughs> this is what people look for, right? Because it can't possibly – there was a meme I saw the other day where it was uh, two desks and one said lifestyle change mm -hmm. and then one said pills. Have you seen this ad? Yes. Not yes. ad, it's meme. Yep. And it's like everybody's lined up for the pills mm -hmm. but no one's willing to make a lifestyle change. Nope. No one at all. No, because that's hard, right? Change is hard. Like change, Pills change, change, like it, you have to accept the fact that you're not as good as you could be if you're going to be open to change, right? You have to admit that maybe you haven't done all the things you needed to do, you know, and, and people don't have skin thick enough for that. You know, they're, they're, I don't know, too soft. They're too afraid to admit that, that they've been less than ideal. And instead of saying, well, okay, enough of that, let's just move forward and get to that next step. They'd much rather take a pill or spray deer antler velvet in their armpits or whatever you do with the stuff. Yeah, whatever you do, but you're not you're not willing to sleep more or work out more. And that's my mm -hmm. point about the TRT. What really makes me mad, Joe, is when you have somebody who's on TRT who's not fit. Mm-hmm. Like our and I mean not like if you're gonna be on the juice, let's call it what it is, yeah, you better be crazy fucking fit. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I if you're can't. if you're at twenty six percent body fat, but you're like, yeah, but my testosterone levels are in the thousands. Like, okay, <laughs> what the hell Great. are you doing? Yeah. I mean, you you know how hard you train. You know how hard I train. Mm -hmm. You've seen my numbers in the gym. I can deadlift over six hundred. I can overhead squat three eighty five. I can do all kinds of crazy shit. Do you have any idea how fucking monstrous I would be if I went and got the TRT? Right. Holy shit, like just talking about it is tempting the shit out of me <laughs> to go sign up for this like thing. But I'm like, oh my God, if I've done this naturally, like what could I do with a boost? Right, yeah. And then I see this 42-year-old man who's just trying to keep up with his girlfriend who's about nine years too young for him. Mm -hmm. Who's trying to live the life. He probably drives a Mazda Miata. And listen, guys, <laughs> before you get all upset, if you have the 
convertible BMW, the little small one. It's the same thing as a Mazda Miata. It doesn't make it okay that it's a Beamer. Or you go buy like an expensive sports car, probably like a like a Porsche or a, you go buy a Range Rover because that's going to make you feel better about yourself. Like, listen, like it, it doesn't – it drives me nuts when I see these people out of shape that have an edge. Yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, blame everybody else for being on steroids. Yes. Yeah. But that's my point. Unwilling to tackle the original problem. So what do you do? Go on TRT or you go get the deer antler velvet or whatever it is. You go get the other supplement. It's why supplements are a multi-billion dollar industry. Yeah. Because people aren't willing to do the work. And then you get the Joe, you have good genetics. Mm-hmm. Have you met my parents? Like how, many times, <laughs> how many times have you heard that at your gym? Uh, well, you're lucky you look like that. You you wait till your age catches up to you. That's young the one fella. that gets I'm, me. Yeah, I'm, I'm wait, wait years old. I, I know that, that I've had that. Yeah, once you turn forty, it's all downhill. Like, well, okay, I'm I, I'm forty. What are you saying? <laughs> and, and you, in your case, because you made a tremendous transformation, you could say age caught up to me ten years ago, pal. Yeah, and then I decided to do something about it. But it's that mentality of. People are shocked that I work out on Labor Day. Mm-hmm. They're shocked that the gym is open. They're shocked that I'm posting on Instagram. They're shocked that I'm putting in effort. Yeah. They're shocked that I'm – it's like, are you serious right now? Mm-hmm. Same thing. I can't believe you go to bed at 9 at night. That's ridiculous. Well, you, you, you also think the fact that you're out of shape is ridiculous. Yeah. Why don't you do something about it? So the big thing here is how much effort are you really putting into your program? A couple things. Sleep eight hours a night. Cut down on the sugar. Don't treat your body like an amusement park. Have less alcohol. Like it's funny, Joe. We were at a barbecue last night. There was a lot of people there eyeing me up because I'm like the jacked one. Right. Yeah. Probably being like, oh, that guy's so lucky or uh-huh. blah, 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 blah. Every single one of them has an alcoholic beverage in their hand. Mm-hmm. Because it's Labor Day. That's what you do, right? Couldn't be that. I think the big thing to wrap this podcast up, Joe, because it's kind of been uh, all over the place, yeah. but I think it's important <laughs> to know is the key to this all, and, and this is what we discovered today when we were talking, trying to plan this thing, is it's perception. Yes. Yeah. Right? Like effort, you may think you're working hard, but I really liked what you said earlier quantify your effort mm-hmm. and not just quantify it qualify it as well yeah i, I always tell people yeah. like one of one of the best things you can do each day is is it, it we, we talk about this on the podcast you know write down five reasons why you're going to be successful every morning i highly recommend that but to make sure that you're actually taking steps forward you're actually making an effort it helps to just write a checklist and yeah. the magic number is three you should pick three things that you are going to do each day that could be work-related, relationship-related, fitness-related. It could be one of each. It could be two of one and one of the other, but only three things. And come hell or high water, you will check those three things off that day. That those are your top three most important things that need to get done. Write them down, make them happen, and everything after that is gravy. And then if somebody comes up to you later and they say, what have you done to better yourself today? What have you done to move forward towards your goals? You have got a checklist. I did this, this, and this. Well, what did you do yesterday? I did that, that, and that. What about the day before that? I did this, this, and this. That is real effort. I think you posted something like this on our inner circle recently, didn't you? Mm Mm-hmm. There was a checklist. So, guys, we've got this thing called the Inner Circle, uh, innercircle.themaximistpodcast.com. We post all kinds of stuff like this, like that checklist, Joe. Um, I can't remember when you posted it. It was a couple of weeks ago. Um, but we post all kinds of extra materials that can help you guys get better. A lot of the stuff from the podcast are based on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have videos on there, self-help tutorials. Uh, live discussion. So if you ever want to answer or ask us questions based on anything you've heard or anything else you've heard us say on Instagram, we answer it. We've got daily workouts. It's a great resource. Um, But I love that you posted that. The other thing, though, that I think has to be added to that is then qualifying it by what did these things do for me? Right. Yeah. And maybe maybe that's that's like like maybe that's your your little reflection at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. Like going back and looking at, okay, what did I do today? You know, what was that worth? You know, how did that help? 
And I think well, the, it's kind of like the more you do that stuff, like the better you get at selecting the things that you need to do. And I think the more focused you become. Yeah, it's kind of like the golf example. Mm-hmm. Okay, I played golf 30 times this month. How many business deals did I close? Yes. How many leads did I generate? Mm-hmm. How much money did I actually take in because of it? Well, like, even go, go back the to the, the networking thing, right? Okay, so I played golf all this. I networked, so I met all these people. How many of those people actually turned into money, right? Yep. Like how many of those people, because of that networking, did I get actual revenue generated from like that would be the way to quantify and qualify that yeah for sure but like figure it out so big takeaway effort if you think you're putting in enough effort you might be wrong Mm -hmm. just because it's hard you said this earlier just because it's hard doesn't mean you're doing enough right right it might be hard because you don't like it yeah and and that (laughs) is a great example of that now that you say that uh i was trying to read this book years ago uh it was an Ayn Rand book. I don't even remember what it was, but a friend of mine was like, oh, you got to read this book. It's so good. It's so good. And I was just slugging through it, just slugging through it, like on my lunch break. And I think for like two weeks, I was in one chapter on that book. And one of my coworkers just turned to me and said, you've been really taking your time through that book. And I was just like, yeah. He said, why don't you just, just put it down? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And and sometimes it's like that. It's like you, you tell yourself you want to read this book yeah. and then it's just not, it's not talking to you. You don't want to do okay. it. And it becomes a different kind of effort versus when you have something that really motivates you, that you're really excited for. And you're showing yep. up every day and you're, and you're doing this extra work. You're doing this stuff. You're putting forth all kinds of effort and it may feel effortless. Because it's just that impassionate. But those things are few and far between. When you yeah, decide sure. you want to change, right? You want to change your, your physicality. You're trying to get slimmer, you know, beefier, whatever you're trying to do in the gym. Like, it's a different kind of effort because it has to be sustained. You have to let your body catch up with what your mind is doing. Uh, and, and, and so that effort, like, you have to find ways to kind of stay engaged with it. And so everything kind of presents its own challenge that way. But the things that are worth it, are the things that you'll continue to fight for. The things that you, and I've said this before, the things you're willing to struggle for are the things that are probably going to be worth it. Yeah, for sure. Couldn't agree more, my man. All right. All right, you guys. Well, this has been a great podcast. We thank you very much. Uh, Remember to check out our sponsors. Also check out innercircle.themaximuspodcast.com. We would love to continue the conversation over there.